Ain't no excuse. Vaccines are free. They're available. They're safe. They work. Hi, folks. Jamie Harrison here, chairman of the DNC. I'd like to welcome you to our new podcast, Welcome to the Party, where we talk about how Democrats are delivering for the American people. You might notice we're airing our episode a few days earlier than normal. That's because Election Day in California is tomorrow, September 14th. If you're listening to this episode and you live in California, I need you to vote no on the recall. Sign your envelope and return your mail-in ballot or vote in person by September 14th. We're also excited to kick off Hispanic Heritage Month this week. I couldn't imagine a better person to talk to today than Senator Alex Padilla. Since making history in January as California's first Latino senator, he's been hard at work for the people of California and Americans all across the country. Senator Alex Padilla from the great state of California, welcome to the party. How are you, Senator? Mr. Chairman, Mr. Chairman, good to be with you. Uh, you know, no, no complaints. It's been a tough year, a couple of years, really, if you think about uh, uh, the COVID-19 pandemic. We've got uh, wildfires continue to, to rage in California, uh, in the political arena, this looming recall election in California. There's a lot going on, but uh, blessed. Uh, our family's healthy. My wife still loves me, and uh, our kids are back in school in person. So uh, a lot to be thankful for, and of course, a lot of work to do. Yeah, you know, we, we are also thankful. I think particularly for those of us who are in this line of work in politics, the stability of a family, because they love you regardless. <laughs> you know, there's so much, as you mentioned, so much going on in the great state of, of California right now. And you've represented California in the U.S. Senate since January, but you've been in California politics for a long time. Uh, in your last job, you were California Secretary of State and you were in charge of the state's election. Can you talk a little bit about the thing that is on the mind for most people about what's going on in California, this recall election? Can you explain to us how it works and what's at stake for both California and the country? Why is this recall election so important? This recall election is hugely uh, critical and consequential. Recall elections don't happen very often. It's already sort of rare and unique when uh, an effort to recall something like the governor of the most populous state in the nation actually qualifies for the ballot. Uh, and I think it's a convergence of a few forces, not good ones either. Number one, I think the driving force was, you know, far right wing extremists fed up with things like mask mandates or uh, directives to social distance and wash your hands. You know, people who did not appreciate Governor Newsom's early, bold leadership during the pandemic because they saw the complete opposite during the Trump administration. That's uh, certainly one thing. I think another is something that we're struggling with. You mentioned my time as Secretary of State, where we were leading the nation in pro-democracy, pro-voter reforms. Heaven forbid, making it easier for eligible people to register to vote, to stay registered to vote, not get kicked off the rolls and actually cast their ballot. But we know that Trump and his followers have done nothing but try to undermine confidence in the electoral process. So you get dynamics and negative energies like that kind of coalescing, and it's manifested itself in this uh, recall effort. We see what's happening in Georgia and in Texas, where they're actually changing the laws, making it harder 
for people of color who are eligible to register and vote. That would never happen in California because I know the legislature and the governor, of course. Those efforts would not get traction. So for those who really want to undermine our democracy, what's their last recourse? Well, in California, this is recall mechanism. It's being abused right now. And so we'll do what we have to do, not just to defeat it, uh, but to make sure we squash it with a big margin and send the message that it is Democrats that have the momentum going into uh, the midterm elections, not just in California, but across the country. And not just because it is our party, but for all the issues and values that we share. We need to continue to combat COVID following the science, just like we need to address climate change following the science. We need to protect immigrants and immigrant rights, and we need to certainly expand access to quality health care and so much more. And this governor, uh, Governor Newsom, has done a really good job of delivering for the people of California. Take a look at California's COVID numbers and compare it to a place like Florida. I mean, it is a difference of night and day. It, it is a, a stark contrast for folks who are in California right now. What do California voters need to know about this election? And do you have any advice for folks with friends and family who need to be convinced that they should vote? and vote no during this recall. This recall election, uh, election day is technically September 14th. Yeah. But the way we're doing this election these days is uh, September 14th is really just the last day to vote. Uh, there's so many options for being able to cast your ballot. California makes it easy trying to show the, the good example from voting rights for the rest of the country. And, you know, for a second, let's just think about the vaccines. Ain't no excuse. Vaccines are free. They're available. They're safe. They work. And so, so it is with voting in California. It, it begins with every registered voter receiving a ballot in the mail automatically. And so, uh, you know, it doesn't get much easier than that. It comes to your home, fill it out at your leisure, return it. You don't even need a postage stamp wow. because return postage is prepaid. Or you can drop it off in person at any vote center, or you can uh, drop it off at any ballot drop box convenient to you up to and including election day. If you're mailing it back, it must be postmarked on or before election day. It can arrive later. But in order to count, postmarked on or before Election Day. For additional information and resources on how to vote, you can go to the Secretary of State's website, sos.ca.gov. All the information is there. Now, why is it important? Why is it important? It's most important for Californians, but really the, the people across the country are watching to see what California decides to do. Are California voters going to say, ah, you know what, enough of this bold progressive leadership. We want to go backwards. Go backwards on equality, go backwards on voting rights, go backwards on immigrant rights, go backwards on choice, climate change and more. Or are we going to continue to lean in with progressive values and, and policy leadership for the rest of the nation? I think that's what's going to happen. You know, we're going to not just defeat this recall. But we need to win big. So we need every eligible voter who's out there to uh, make sure they cast their ballot, have their voice heard in this election. Some of the Republicans who are running in this recall, I mean, it's like watching a cast of Looney Tunes. I mean, the, the, the types of things that they believe in, the types of things that are saying the, the leading Republican, uh, Larry Elder, what he has said about the choice issue, what he has said uh, about COVID, it's straight out of Donald Trump world. Right. No, I mean, the, 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 the three that kind of keep coming up over and over again, number one, if if you believe the science in COVID and, and appreciate the protections of things like 
vaccines and, uh, you know, wearing masks when we need to so we don't spread the virus. The first thing Larry Elder or any of those Republicans, frankly, would do is undo all the public health protections. You know, for all the people who are frustrated, like our family was, we got to get our kids back in school. Healthy and safe is by implementing public health and safety protocols. So if you want to keep those, you know, well, you know what to do with the ballot. Another outrageous, outlandish difference. Larry Elder and company, they don't even support the existence of a minimum wage. Republicans want to eliminate the minimum wage, you know, but that's what's at stake. If this recall were to go through, you know, one of these, you know, linear Republicans, as you said, uh, could be governor. The damage that a governor can do in uh, just a matter of months. It's actually also a good uh, counter example because people wonder, like, well, what could a Republican governor do anyway if you have Democrats in the legislature? Well, we saw what uh, Trump was able to do without Congress. Yes. Right. Whether it's appointing heads of a key departments and agencies, federal judges. A governor has that ability too. state departments and agencies. Look at California's leadership on on climate, as we've mentioned already. The ability to stack state uh, judiciaries, the state bench would be horrible. And we can't take that chance, can't risk it, get out, vote no on the recall. Just know this that you need to either turn your ballot back in by mailing it in, or you need to go to cast your your vote. You need to vote no, N-O. Vote no, vote no on that first question. And again, your options are, you know, mail it back, hand it to, hand it to the letter care that comes by your house, or just drop it off in person at any voting location in your county. But you got to do it on or before election day. Hey there, listeners. It's not too late to get your hands on official DNC Biden-Harris merchandise. Visit the official Democratic store today to purchase limited edition Biden-Harris gear, including our Cup of Joe mug, a Biden-Harris face mask, and our designer-inspired Believe in Better collection. Each and every purchase you make helps elect Democrats. Listeners like you can take 10% off today on our site, store.democrats.org, with the code PARTY. Shop the official Democratic store today. Stock of our Biden-Harris gear is limited, so don't miss out on this chance to commemorate this historic campaign and this team's victory. 100% of proceeds go directly towards helping Democratic campaigns. So make sure to visit store.democrats.org today with the code PARTY, that's P-A-R-T-Y, for 10% off. Folks, this is a big deal. It really is a big deal. You know, I often tell people that when you don't vote, you turn that power over to somebody that you may not even know. So you got to go and exercise your right. The consequences are so, so high and we have seen it. Elections have consequences. And so we need to make sure that we go and support Governor Newsom, vote no on this recall to make sure that we send a message to Donald Trump and all of his little acolytes that California is not some play world for them to try to, to take over. So let's make sure we do our part. And Mr. Chairman, just one last pitch for, for California voters listening, uh, and please spread the word. There's a program we started when I was Secretary of State called Where's My Ballot? Uh, just Google that, click the link, and you can sign up to receive alerts on the status of your ballot by phone call, by text message, by email, including confirmation when your ballot's been received and when it's been counted. I share it for two reasons. Number one, it's just a great voter tool, right? The, the, the peace of mind knowing that, yes, my ballot made it and it's getting counted. But also because we're preparing, unfortunately, to start hearing from Republicans these false accusations of voter fraud. They've already started. Just like, you know, we heard, we heard in the 2020 presidential election, that same big lie that led to the deadly insurrection of January 6th. 
We're starting to hear it here in California. They're saying the only way the, the recall uh, doesn't pass is because of massive voter fraud. Not true. It's conspiracy theories. They're dangerous. They're deadly. And we have to overcome that with transparency in the electoral process. Like, where's my ballot? Well, Senator, on another note, you know, the Democratic Party has been the party that looks out for everyone. But I know that in order to live up to that promise, we have to keep working to make sure that people of all races and backgrounds, uh, all uh, genders, sexual orientation, that we all have a seat at the table. That's really, really important. And this is Hispanic Heritage Month. As California's first Latino center, what do you think about this month? What what does it represent for you? What does it mean for you? Oh, you know, I've always enjoyed celebrating uh, Hispanic Heritage Month because, look, I'm proud of who I am, proud of where I come from. You know, my parents are immigrants from Mexico. They came to the United States. They came to California specifically in the 1960s, like so many others, from uh, in search of the American dream, in search of better opportunities. So it is a big part of my identity and, and, and who I am. But now knowing that, uh, you know, I've help make this history for the state of California. It's a tremendous opportunity and a tremendous responsibility at the same time because representation matters. Representation matters. And now, uh, you know, I, I like to think that the voices of working families and immigrants and you know, all the other layers of my identity have been heard in uh, Congress and have been heard in the United States Senate. But it's, it's a lot different if you're just supportive of it because you read it's the right thing to do versus it's the lived experience of a colleague that is sharing it in that body of 100. And so uh, it's both that opportunity and responsibility that I've relished having since I raised my right hand on January 20th and uh, will continue to do so on so many issues. Well, Senator, you know, the, the DNC hosted a bus tour in the month of August, and the bus tour was to speak directly with folks in communities across the country about what the Biden-Harris administration and Democrats are doing to deliver for the American people. What's something that you are passionate about delivering on right now? You, you are in the United States Senate, junior senator from California. I am sure there's some issues that you are really, really passionate right now about delivering for the folks in California. Oh, yeah. Look, there's a whole list of issues that are not just of personal interest to me. I think they're critical for the state of California and are in alignment with priorities for a President Biden and the Democratic majorities in Congress, uh, like investing in our infrastructure and tackling climate change in the process, like protecting our fundamental right to vote, uh, expanding access to health care and so much more. But I think if there's one that is unique and timely right now, it's finally delivering on long overdue immigration reform. You know, again, not just because of my personal uh, family journey and experience, but because we know what immigrants represent. They they have come to United States uh, over the course of generations to contribute culturally, contribute economically to this country. Yet uh, so many still live in the shadows uh, in fear of deportation. You know, we, we have this uh, terminology during this pandemic of essential workers, right? All the workers that we praise for their service and their sacrifice in healthcare, in agriculture, in construction, transportation, the service sector, childcare, and more. People uh, are surprised to learn that more than 5 million government-recognized essential workers are not just immigrants, they're undocumented immigrants. Mm. They're teachers. They're doctors. They're, they're the folks that have sacrificed their health and that of their families to keep the supply chains moving so that we can have, you know, food on our table 
for example. And so in my opinion, they deserve a dignity of being able to live without fear of deportation. They deserve a pathway to citizenship. We know our Republican colleagues have uh, not exactly been excited about supporting those concepts. And so we're uh, looking at the potential of including immigration reform in the budget reconciliation package in round two of our infrastructure investments. And if we're, uh, you know, given the nod from the Senate parliamentarian, I'm hoping that we have a lot to celebrate on the immigrant rights front in the next couple of months. That will definitely be a, a tremendous, a big deal for a lot of families, a lot of communities, a lot of states. And I know the state of California as well. Our number one priority for the next four years is expanding the map for Democrats. Our wins in states like Georgia happen because of steady and consistent work over years. The most impactful way to support the work is by making a monthly gift to the DNC, even if it's only just a few dollars every month. Head to democrats.org slash give monthly to join our team today. These donations allow the DNC to fund state parties, provide voter protection efforts across the country, and build on our tech and data infrastructure. Your monthly donation will make a crucial early investment in not just sustaining, but expanding our Democratic majorities. Let's keep moving forward together. Join us at democrats.org slash give monthly. Senator, as we wrap up today, I want to ask you two questions that I ask every one of our guests on Welcome to the Party. Why are you proud to be a Democrat? And what does this party mean to you? So proud to be a Democrat uh, because uh, you mentioned earlier, it's the party of inclusion. I think it's the party that really does uphold the values of what I think our country is based on, that no matter who you are, where you come from, how many generations your family has been here, whether you've been to college or not, we all deserve a fair shake at a good life. And let's advance policies that can support that investing in public schools. So, you know, if it's one thing that uh, my parents always instilled uh, in my sister and my brother and I, it's the importance of getting a good education. And so uh, we have to invest in the education of future generations. Uh, Access to a good quality job. Once you get that good education, you know, do you have a fair shake at getting a good paying job so you can support your family, provide for your family? And uh, and yes, we're all equal regardless of, uh, you know, who and how we love. Uh, we do support a woman's right to choose. We care about our planet for the sake of our public health and for the sake of future generations. You know, it's just stark contrast with uh, the other party. Uh, I won't even name them, but we know that the values of the Democratic Party are consistent with the values uh, of our uh, country and our democracy. But it's up to us to continue to defend them and uplift them and achieve them. I have one other question that I just thought about. You know, we we have a number of political operatives, state party chairs and county party chairs who listen to the podcast. And one of the things that constantly comes up is the outreach to the Latino community and ways to improve the, that outreach politically. Do you have any advice for, you know, our state parties and our county parties? We know that the community is not a monolith. But what is your advice in terms of ways and things that they should do just practically uh, to do a better job of reaching out and mobilizing what many call the sleeping giant in terms of the political electorate here in, in this country? Do you have a, more than a handful of ideas? We can do a whole podcast <laughs> just on that conversation. And, and maybe we should. Mr. Yes, Chairman. yes. I, I would love that. I would absolutely love that. A couple of things. So with what you just said, right? Our community is not a monolith. And so, uh, you know, there's that old adage in politics, all politics is local. Yeah. 
right? The Latino community, yes, it's diverse uh, on a number of fronts, country of origin, how many generations you've been here, you know, not just what language, maybe what dialects we speak, what food we eat, et cetera. And so you're not going to really uh, engage a community unless you're doing it at a truly local level. We all care about the macro issues, economic opportunity, you know, protecting the planet, et cetera. But there's always a ton of local issues that motivate potential voters and motivate voters. And we're not going to know what those issues are unless we're genuinely engaged at the grassroots level. And so that's number one. Number two, engage community. It's not just about importing volunteers to go out and speak Spanish, far too often broken Spanish to try to engage Latino community. Engage the young people. I haven't seen more passionate activists and advocates, for example, than dreamers. Right. If, if you get a knock on the door right before Election Day and a young person says, hey, I wish I could vote, but I can't because I'm not eligible. What's your excuse? Yeah. That, you know, that there's uh, uh, some pressure that goes uh, with that for people who are eligible. It may not be frequent voters. You know, that's that's another uh, idea and concept. Uh, and lastly, showing up, uh, you know, two months before Election Day and saying we got to turn out because it's the most consequential election of our lifetime. That's not organizing. That's an effort at mobilizing, maybe coming in a little too late. And so that's why I've appreciated your leadership, Mr. Chairman, and that of your predecessor, Chairman uh, Tom Bettis, in investing communities year round in all 50 states, engaging communities uh, and truly building those relationships. That's true organizing. So when it comes time to mobilize right before election, we've laid that foundation. You know, we've laid that groundwork and it's a heck of a lot easier and more successful. So uh, I can go on and on, uh, but we'll wait for that next podcast. I'm excited about it. Well, Senator, thank you again for all that you have done that I know that you will do for not only the great state of California, but what you're doing, your leadership, is how it's benefiting the nation. So we appreciate your friendship. Looking forward to having you back on Welcome to the Party to continue in this conversation. Thank you, Senator. Thank you. Stay safe, everybody. The California recall election is underway. If you live in California, I need you to vote no on the Republican recall of Governor Gavin Newsom. Speaking of my friend, Governor Newsom, we have a special message from him that we'll play right now. Californians have gone through so much over the past year and a half, but you came together, you masked up, socially distanced, got vaccinated. Now I'm asking you to stand up as Californians one more time. Republicans want to take us backwards with this September 14th recall. They'll eliminate vaccine mandates for health and school workers on day one, threatening school closures and our recovery. So I'm asking you to vote no on the recall. Let's protect California together. Democrats are delivering all across the country, from working to ensure that Americans have good roads to drive home on to champion historic diversity in every branch of government. We're making historic inroads that will make it easier for the next generation. Folks, I think about the next generation all the time. I've got two young boys. I think about how, unless we pass the John Lewis Voting Rights Advancement Act, they may face obstacles at the polls. But I also think about what we have ensured for the next generation. This past month, we took a huge step towards ensuring that people from every corner of the country will have broadband access. The American Rescue Plan made sure that thousands of small businesses could keep their doors open. We have a lot of work to do, but we've already done a whole lot to make sure that the people who come next are better off than they were 50 years ago. I hope you'll join me in continuing to do that work. Thanks for tuning in to Welcome to the Party.